You're listening to the Art of Parenting podcast. I'm your host, Jeanne-Marie Penel. My intention is to share with you simple tips and tricks that will make a huge difference in your home, as well as giving you all the support and encouragement you deserve to enhance your parenting experience. I've created this safe place for us to explore the issues and concerns that matter to you bringing you clarity and solutions with Q&A sessions and inspirational conversation with world-renowned experts in a variety of fields. I'm a firm believer that parenting was never meant to be done alone, and I'm here to debunk the general consensus that it has to be hard. A warm welcome to you, and thanks for tuning in. Alrighty, welcome back to The Art of Parenting. Today, I am honored to have Karen Young back with us. Uh, We had her here in episode seven, where we talked about anxiety, and uh, recently on episode 12, where we talked about what are tantrums and how to uh, help our children deal with tantrum. And today, we are here to have a conversation about attachment and the importance of attachment and what it really means and why it's so important. So Karen, thank you so much for coming back on the show and just sharing all of your wisdom with us. Oh, thank you for asking me back. I just, I've loved the conversations we've had and I love, I love the questions you ask and the, the, the talk that comes from that. So thank you for letting me be a part of it. Sure. So since, um, since I know you've already introduced yourself and, and I will ask my listeners to refer back to episode seven, if you want to know more about Karen Young, but basically she is a psychologist and just has this amazing wisdom about how to help our young people deal with big emotions and such. But today she wanted to talk about attachment. So please, Karen, if you wouldn't mind just explaining what is attachment in, in, in your mind and in your own terms and why it's so important. Okay. So attachment is critical. We are, when, when human babies are born, they're not able to protect themselves or move themselves through the world. Um, other babies are, other animal babies are, but not human babies. So what human babies do instead is they are wired to attach to a stronger, faster, more powerful, more um, able big person who can guide them and keep them safe. Um, along their way and as adults we are then wired as as they're important big people we are then wired to attach back to them and that is the attachment system that is how it's meant to work so that is how we keep our babies and our children safe is is that attachment system it is also really important because it is through that attachment that we can do the really important things we need to do in terms of teaching them and guiding them um, and helping them flourish and be the best versions of themselves that they can be and exist in the world, live in the world in a way that works for them. And how would you, though, kind of define attachment? Because, I mean, there's, there's so many, you know, kind of 
different parenting styles or or kind of mm. maybe misconstrued you know the the attachment parenting where you 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 never put down your child or or yeah. you know i mean and i know that that you know i can hear people saying no no that's not it but i'm being i'm being kind of the devil's advocate but how would you kind of explain it in more of a scientific way or how uh, can parents be just, you know, simply uh, have that natural attachment without going overboard one way or the other? Yeah. So the way we need to think of this is, or the way I think of, of attachment is it does two things. It is that pathway to safety. So when the world feels unsafe or when things feel bigger than them, attachment is their pathway back to safety back to calm and it's through us so they will they will um come back to us we're the arms that hold them strong and hold them steady and make the world a safe place now it is with that attachment that they can then feel safe enough and brave enough to actually explore the world and experiment with their place in it it is also through attachment that they open that, that, that they are receptive to us and the information that we give them about the world, about behaviour and about um, their, you know, the way they are in the world, really. So we want an attachment that feels secure. So are you there when I'm in trouble? Are you reliably there? Do I know you'll be there? If you can be, this, this doesn't mean that we have to be next to them every minute of every day. It's about do they know that we are reliable and safe. We want that. Do they also know that we support them going off and being brave and discovering and experimenting? So the way I think of it, one way to think of it is like imagine attachment as a big rubber band and it's around us and it's around them. Now, with that rubber band, they can find their way back to us when they need to but there is enough give in that rubber band that they can explore and experiment with the world. There will be limits on that. So we want to keep them safe and, and we want to let them know where the guardrails are. We want to be that containment line, but it has to be enough so that they feel safe. So they can make mistakes. They can um, do what they need to do to learn and grow. And then when it all feels hard or when they need guidance or when they need influence, they can come back. So the, that, that attachment gives them a safe place to come. It makes them receptive to us. Attachment is what lets us do our job as parents. It lets us have the influence we need to do to guide them. But it also gives them that really strong, safe foundation from which they can um, use it, that they can use as a springboard to actually grow and develop. And part of growth um, means going out there and pushing right up against the edges of themselves um, mm -hmm. and, and discovering what that means and then coming back and then the next time they'll go out a little bit more and explore and experiment and attach them, lets them, attachment lets them do that. They know they can go out there safely because there is a safe place to come back to. They know they can come to us um, even if they make a bad decision because we will be safe, we will guide them but they also know that we are the ones that put the limits, um, you know, where there need to be limits. So we're reliable, we're safe, and we are 
what it does is it makes them receptive to us. Mm-hmm. And what I what I hear you say also in that is that the attachment is for the child because yes. I I see sometimes kind of maybe parents being uh, overly attached maybe to their yes. child and kind of being fearful to let them go out on their own or or yes. afraid that they're going to get hurt and so so that to me kind of seems to be the 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 counter effect of maybe and maybe it's not called attachment that's where that's where i'd like to understand like what is where 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 is it good and where is it too much basically mm. so we have to think of attachment there there are two parts there are am i a safe place for them to come back to and do i give them what they need to be able to extend themselves and extend their reach into the world Mm -hmm. now if we are fearful and 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 remember the attachment system does this their distress triggers our distress but if we are fearful and if we communicate that fear and if we hold them too close too much of the time when we don't need to we're actually shutting down their engagement with the world we're stifling right right because they will catch that from us. So they're looking to us constantly for signs of safety, signs of where the boundaries are. If we are telling them and if we are fearful and anxious, what we're communicating to them, subtly or not, is the world is unsafe Mm. and you are not able to cope with the world. You cannot do this. You are not brave enough, strong enough, powerful enough, and you need me to make these decisions for you. We don't want to do that. What we want to communicate to them is I'm here and I'm with you. I'm not going to let you go too far, but I trust that you have it in you to experiment and explore and really grow and develop in a way that is safe and healthy for you. Sometimes that means we need to calm ourselves and we need to check in with our own anxiety and go, is this, um, and I think I said it in a previous thing, is my response going to shrink them or expand them is it going to extend their reach into the world or shut it down so attachment there are different types of attachment what we want them to what we want is for it to be uh, to feel like a secure safe attachment but that also means safe enough or, or an idea that the world is okay for them to explore um and experiment that's how they grow. We don't want to stifle their growth with growth. We don't want to stifle their, um, their reach into the world. And if we communicate fear too often, that's exactly what we do because they are looking to us constantly for signs as to whether they're doing okay, whether they can cope, whether this is bigger than them, whether they um, have what it takes to, to do what they need to do in the world. Right. And, and I know for me, it's, when I talk about, you know, the, the, what our children need is those two, those two, what I, what I define and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong of, of kind of the two psychological legs, which is one is trust in the world. Mm. And then the second one is trust in ourselves. Absolutely. And that yeah. the trust in the world is through this uh, natural attachment without, like you say, without it being stifling 
and then trust in the world, they're only going to be, I mean, the trust in themselves, excuse me, they're only going to be able to attain that if we give them space to be able to prove to themselves that they are capable of certain things. That's right. That's right. So it's, we are the arms that hold the world steady when it, when it feels unsafe, but we are also the arms that lift them to full flight. We are both. And, and that's what we need to remember. If we're just pushing them out there all the time, that can feel unsafe. If we, when they feel unsafe or when they're in big feelings, we're going, Oh, there's nothing to worry about. You just go out there. Don't, you know, don't worry about it. That feels unsafe. It also, um, it also doesn't feel okay if we're constantly going, oh, no, be careful, be careful, you better not, don't do that, let me do that for you. That's not safe. We're inadvertently communicating that um, that the world isn't safe because it's actually through attachment. The more the, it's that attachment that means we have influence. So we have to be really careful um, with, with what we're influencing them towards, both in their belief in themselves and in their belief in the world. Right. And when you say attachment, I think there might be like a, a a connotation about just, you know, always, always like physically holding and things like that, which, which the way you've been talking about it, it's really more about just being that steady, that steady person that they can always turn to that it's not about you know smothering them or anything but it's about just being the 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 steady calm uh safe place that they can always return to it's actually it's what attachment is think of it like the orientation point so that's why and we all need it we all have um our attachment people it's who do i go to for information about how the world works? Who do I go to um, for guidance? Who do I go to when I don't know what to do next? Without attachment, it's like it would be like us um, being dropped in the wilderness without a map, without a guide, without Google, without anything. Who do we turn to? Who do we ask for guidance? Who, do we, who leads us out of here? What attachment? Think of attachment not in terms of that physical attachment, but it's that psychological um, attachment. Who can they depend on to give them the information that they need? Who can they depend on to keep them safe? Not dependence in, um, in a sense of, of neediness, but it's more about their willingness to trust us and to trust what we say to them and the guidance we give them to, to um, it, it opens them up to us. So it, it's what lets us do our job as, as parents. The more connected, the more attached to us they are, the, the more influence we have to guide them. And that attachment, um, it, it's already there anyway. They, they will attached to us when they're babies they attach to us that's why they need to be close to us and then they'll look for how they're similar there's different ways they'll attach um, at different stages but it's who is my important big person that can lead me through this world and we want that and everything happens through this so everything happens through relationship we talk about independence and resilience and courage it all happens through this attachment relationship it is key. So independence doesn't happen um, 
without attachment and without relationship because it is through that relationship and that influence and connection, that psychological attachment, that they start to learn that they can do things on their own and that they can do things that feel hard. Resilience happens through attachment because they start to learn that when they fall they've got a safe place to come back to dust themselves off but that big person believes in them enough and trusts that they can get back on the bike and do what they need to do mm. to be great mm. so it is definitely not about i mean it's physical closeness is a way to build attachment especially in that first year of life they they need us around right but right all that Psychological. And, and, and not only they need us, but I think we need them too, to, to sure. kind of have that, you know, when you say that it is our way of being able to be parents, I think we, we, we both need to be close that that whole, you know, first 40 days, that symbiosis yeah. period to me is just so critical in establishing that, that, that bond that is, that is there for life, really. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And in that, and, and that is how that, um, that attachment builds in that first year, like, you know, that first year of life for, for both of us, for both of, of you, it's that it happens through the senses. They want to touch you and smell you and see you and hear you. That's, that's how it builds. And, and, you know, that starts to happen even before they're born. And then they move into looking at how am I similar to you? That's how they learn language. They go, I'm, you're like me. And then they start to, um, you know, they'll. Mimic us and such. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so anything that we can do, you know, we like this together. We both like, um, we both like kicking the ball. We both like um wearing green t-shirts or whatever it is they'll be they'll be looking for that that's what makes them attached and we know that because if we're in a crowd and we um start speaking to someone who went to the same school as we did you've got that connection it's it's that's right you know it's it's there and it's something strong to build on it's why they need to know that it's why they need to see our eyes light up when they walk into the room no matter what even if we've had a rubbish day they're looking for it because we are their important big person we are where they will orient themselves throughout the day and throughout their lives they will get information about the world what feels okay in the world and how they're doing in the world they will get that information from us and that's what attachment does Mm. that's beautiful and it's it's interesting because it brings up a point for me when you say you know when they walk into a room that that to really show them that you know, they light up the room and you're, you're excited mm. to see them and such. And, and I understand that. But at the same time, what do you say, like, if you have, if you did have a really rough day, and you don't have that, that expression of maybe, maybe like, you're not, I don't know, I, mm. I, I guess I'm trying to say, like, you know, would it be, would it be like being, um, fake in saying, you know, oh, I'm so happy to see you when maybe you just want to be alone or, you know, it's like sometimes I feel that, 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 you know, parents might force themselves or feel guilty to have feelings of like, oh my gosh, I just want to be alone. And, mm. and, and yet we're told like we have to, you know, show the child how wonderful they are and how happy we are to see them. What, what do you say to that? No, I totally get it. Do you know it can happen in a second? And 
I know when I walk in the door, um, it's usually, hello, my loves, I just need to go upstairs or I just need to do this or it's something. It's that um, it doesn't, it doesn't have to open into now come and sit down and tell me all about your day. And some days that's lovely. And some days it's not what anybody needs or wants. Right. So it's really just that moment. If you can connect, if you can, if you can make that connection when they walk in the door, that will give them what they need to, um, it's, it's like fuel. It's like putting petrol in their tank, mm. that joy, that, that, and the way you say hello and you know, even if, um, even with your important big people or your kids, you can pick up in the hello, whether you're annoying them or whether they're happy to see you or whether they want to be somewhere else. Right. So what we want to do is in that moment of the hello, if we can go, hello, I've missed you today. I'm just doing dinner. I just need to get dinner. What would you like to do now? Or, you know, would you like to play outside? Would you like to read a book? What would you like to do? And then, or I've got afternoon tea here. It doesn't mean we have to give them, you know, the next 30 minutes. It doesn't mean that. It's just that moment. It also doesn't mean we have to do it every time. None of this is about, none of this is about being 100%. We just need to give it enough and fill their tank whenever we can. And that moment when they walk in the door, can really we can get really big bang for our buck mm-hmm. if we light up when they walk in the room and again it doesn't mean that we have to spend you know the next whatever time with them but it's in our voice so the brain is really sensitive to things like voice and expressions and the way we hold our bodies do we open our arms and we walk in the door and go hello i've missed you today it's just it's that and then we can go and do our thing but that will, um, you know, it's, it's, it's like you're filling their tank double in that first right, 30 right, seconds right. than having, you know, that, that sit down with them. And that's what attachment does. So it gives us these ways to really quickly um, fill their tank um, if we can. And, and that's one of them. And they're looking for it. So that feeling that they mattered to you, even in their absence, that they mattered is massive is massive for them. It might not matter so much to someone who, who, who we aren't as attached to, but, but it will, it will matter for them. And even um, putting um, my in front of it because they want it with little kids and it's not in a possessive way, but it's in that, um, oh, um, you know, we're, we're together in this, I've got you and, 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 and I'm here with you. So, um, hey, hey, my super girl, hey, my, you know, if you've got a, a daughter and a son, it makes it easy. Hey, my favourite boy. Hey, my favourite girl. If you've got more than one boy or girl, you never want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it might be, um, hey, my champion or hey, my hey, my gorgeous, you know, it might be something like, hey, my gorgeous boy or something like that. And that's um, because that um, possessiveness of you is another way that our, that, that our kids... Um, attach that's another thing that builds attachment so there's different things that they do in different years of their lives and so looking for similarities looking for that belonging do you do not belong to you in in a in a possessive sense but but in a have i got have you got me have you got me are you my person are you the one i i can rely on to orient myself towards and that that showing them that they matter um 
is really big. So they're just little ways that we build the attachment that can make a, that, but that can really open up our influence. Now I want to say that there will be days where they walk in and we've had a rubbish day and our face doesn't light up. That's okay. That will not break them if we don't do this every time. But whenever we can do it, it is really filling their tank. Yeah, and I think to me, and and when you were talking about it, it's a, kind of a memory came up where where I was working full time with in a, in a school, so with other people's children all day long, and I would come home, and my children uh, needed my attention. There was either homework or or you know dinner to get ready and such, and at that point, I remember needing help from others. So I actually hired a family friend who was there when they got home Mm. so that they, she started their homework and, and all of that. So that when I got home, that part was kind of already done and underway. So I could come in and go, Oh, I'm so happy to be home. I'm going to take a shower and I will be with you. And then we would get into a real connected evening routine of, you know, making dinner together or, or whatever it is that we had planned. But it's just, it's just saying that, that I don't want anybody to force themselves. And it's important to ask for support. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is not and I want to say again, this is not about being physically, right? um, Physically, available or present every minute of the day this is not about that we actually you know what we want to do is move them towards feeling our presence even in our absence and what would Mm. mum say what would you know it's okay if I try because I can't you know if I make a mistake because they're still going to love me so they start to get that sense of us Mm. even even when they're not with us so this is not about being physically um close to them all the time or doing everything with them we and that is exhausting you know and I think and I think we need to honor that it's okay to to feel like that and it's okay to sometimes feel like you just need space when you walk in the door yes Yes. and what um, attachment does is if they are attached to us we can if we can just walk in and go hey um hey, gorgeous, I'm just going up to get changed or I'm just going up to something, they will feel that, that, you know, they'll feel the um, the importance of them in that and in your day and that you, you know. And, 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 and they will also, you're also modelling this, this self-care as well through yeah. that, you know, that is so yeah. important. Yeah. Beautiful. I, I could go on with have these conversations uh, every day. You're, you're wonderful, Karen. <laughs> it's wonderful. Well, uh, and and there's, there's something that I've, I've been asking some of my ex- experts, and I realize that this is the third episode that I haven't asked you, but uh, you did mention in a previous episode that you have a 17-year-old daughter. And do yeah. you have just one daughter? You have no, so I have um, a 17-year-old daughter. Uh-huh. My son is 22 next week, so we're almost at the end of adolescence and I've got um, my stepdaughter. My husband's daughter is um, 26 and he has a son who is 28 So, okay. who, and I've been involved with them since they were little. So, um, 
So well, I've done, made all the, you know, I've done everything that, that I shouldn't and hopefully lots that I should. So So my question then is for the, the children that you did birth, so the 22-year-old, if you were to go back and give yourself some advice as you were expecting your son uh, mm. 23, 23 years ago, what would that sound like today, knowing I, everything that you know? I know exactly what it would be. It would be relaxed. It would be ah. do not take his stuff personally because he was a tantrum thrower. And this is the other thing. He was a tantrum thrower. My daughter is not a tantrum thrower. That has got nothing to do with my parenting. They were born that way. And, and, and now that they're older, you know, I love that. I love that fire in him and I love that calm in her. They are just different kids. And this is why when we take it, when we take stuff personally, we're actually not honouring the things that are, and I promise you, they will be strengths. We will love these things. She's so willful. So she was so willful as a little one. And I love, I love that strength in her now. So we see them. And so what I would say to myself is just, you know, you, you, you think these, um, that these things they do are, are, are matter more than they do. Like the things that you don't, that you wish you could change you, you think they matter more than they do. And as long as we are that stable, calm, loving parents, they, they get there. You know, they're not going to be 21 and throwing tantrums at the top of the escalators in a shop because they didn't get a Kit Kat. They're not going to be, <laughs> you know, they're not going to be sailing around because they don't want to do a swimming lesson. They're not going to be wanting to spend the whole night in your bed. It will all calm down. The most important thing is the relationship. That's what I would say. The most important thing is the connection. So everything comes back to that connection because that is how you have influence and the attachment that you have with them. That is everything. So if you can let that go, and I did do that. I, I, think, I think that is one of the things I got right is the relationship um, was above everything because when you have that, you can guide them um, through the mess. That, that will happen. They will make mistakes and some of them will be grand mistakes, but it is not a reflection on your parenting. Mm, beautiful. Well, thank you. Those are beautiful parting words. And, and I hope that all our listeners take you seriously and relax and not take anything personally. So that's yeah. beautiful. Well, thank you so much. What you there's yeah. one more thing. No, I just want no. to say, we don't get to control the lessons that they um, need to learn. Mm. So we need to be there as a navigation to, to, to help them learn them as safely as they can. And as you know, with as with with as few battle scars as we can, but we are not in control of the lessons um, they need to learn. They will make mistakes because they have to, and that is, um, you know, it's just I just can't say enough. Don't take their behaviour personally. Yes, beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Karen, for spending time with us today, and as always, sharing your wisdom. And just your appreciation of just, you know, human development and, and, and just I'm always fascinated with, with just the brain and everything that you share. So thank you again for being here today. Thank you so much for having me and for um, just the really lovely way you extend the conversation and, and um, you know, let us dive deep into these things. So thank you for that. You're welcome. 
Do you ever feel like you're doing this parenting thing alone, tired of searching the web for answers to all your parenting questions? Well, I've got you covered. You and I know it does take a village to raise a child, and I'd like to invite you to yours. Be the calm, confident, and peaceful parent you want to be with the support of my parenting membership community. Get all the support you deserve and create the family and home you've been dreaming of. In my parenting community, I share all the tools and strategies I've acquired over my many years of mentoring and helping families find their peace of mind and enjoy a stress-free family life. I've created this community for you to be the parent you want to be. Let go of the stress and overwhelm today and enjoy your parenting journey with your beautiful children. You both deserve it. In this community, you will find video tutorials that answer your parenting concerns and teach you how to support your child's healthy development. Monthly group coaching calls with me and all the other supportive members where I personally answer all your burning parenting questions. My parenting toolkit, which is full of resources that I've created over my many years of mentoring and speaking to parents and professionals worldwide. And what I love most about my parenting membership community is the amazing supportive village you can lean on. You and I know parenting was never meant to be done alone. So come meet your tribe in the supportive and encouraging village of like-minded parents. It's open 24 hours, 7, just for you. Visit voilamontessori.com slash membership for more information and come join me today to become the parent you know you are meant to be. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Art of Parenting. And if you did, please make sure to share it with your loved ones. I'd also be grateful for a review on iTunes so it can get heard by many more. And remember, if you've got a question, let me know. I'm here for you. Till next time.